All right. Good morning, Preet Banerjee. It's time for the morning brief. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Are you an X fan? I realize you're thousands of kilometers away right now. <laughs> you know, that's one thing I'm not missing that much because it is the harbinger of the end of summer. It's the long goodbye. And yeah. for me, it actually kind of evokes this emotion of sadness that the summer's coming to an end. So it gives me anxiety. <laughs> it cracks me up actually to think, but this tells you everything about child rearing back in the day. My father used to be sent to the X in the company of his brother. And so when my father was six and his brother was 14, uh, they went to the X and, and his brother abandoned him. And my father finally got tired of the X and got on the streetcar and went home to Hyde Park at the age of six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about police carding. It's forever going to be controversial. And now there's a class action suit that is filed by a woman who says that her employment was affected by the fact that she was carded, even though she was not only not guilty of anything, she wasn't even a suspect in anything. Yeah, it's completely absurd. You know, that someone could be stopped for basically just not being white, uh, be completely innocent of any crimes whatsoever. And then that incident led to them losing their job security clearance you know it could impact other people's application for credit your ability to rent an apartment and so that tells me that there are real damages to those actions and therefore there should be real compensation it seems like a slam dunk it's just a matter of what is that number going to be what what measures are they going to take because what has happened and exists in some database somewhere is still affecting people who are completely innocent. A Hamilton resident calling her city the hate crime capital of Canada. Uh, that's, that's a little worrisome. It is, and I was looking at the statistics on hate crimes per capita, and it does look like Hamilton, uh, you know, it ranks near the top and it has for quite some time, so maybe not an outlandish claim. And, you know, it, it's one thing to have your personal property vandalized or stolen, but when you add in the element of hate and discrimination, it's even more psychologically scarring. And that has a real impact on people. So uh, on the other hand, I am glad to see the great outpouring of support by so many people. If you saw online, you know, complete strangers were offering to chip in to buy a new door for the door that got defaced. Yeah. And so I take some solace that there are far more good people than there are bad, but bad things still keep happening. I have to say, if I was a Hamiltonian, and I'm thinking of, you know, sort of Laura Babcock amongst others, I would just be so angry about how many bad things come out of my city. Because you know, I'm, I, I've been there, I've spent time there, I know it's a good place. So, you know, being labeled a hate crime city or a, a city that is incompetently run is just kind of upsetting. It is, and it, you know, it's horrible for the brand uh, for the city of Hamilton, yeah. and uh, should give them some impetus to do maybe do more about it. So apparently, we're going to press ahead and rename Dundas Street. In which case, I guess it's time for us to figure out what to name it. And the thinking, apparently, Preet, is that we'll name it after a prominent Black Canadian. I don't know if you have any ideas. Uh, I guess. Lincoln's been taken, um, also close to the Hamilton area, but I think there's a, I, I think a pretty deep roster of names that that could come to mind. But uh, I guess you're going to have to make sure that you vet them so you prevent any, you know, 
30, 40 years down the road, oh, someone digs up and uh, finds another reason to rename the street. So I'm sure they're going to do a lot more vetting this time, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I mean, Oscar Peterson, that would be nice. Oh, and that'd be fantastic. Then there is this uh, guy who was a city councillor uh, probably about 100 years ago. I should look him up again this morning because I did a, a, a feature about him a long time ago. Uh, but he was a city councillor, oddly enough, elected in a 90% white riding. And uh, he used to serve as the mayor in place of the mayor if the mayor was out of town. It's William Peyton Hubbard. Although I think we have a Hubbard Street, don't we? I think we do. Nick Marano, uh, maybe we can have two. That maybe we can have a road as yeah. well as an avenue. <laughs> maybe. But, you know, aside from the trivia of us sitting here and talking about what the new name should be, I still think this is ridiculous. I mean, I just, I understand there are some people, you know, Robert E. Lee, there should be nothing named after Robert E. Lee in the United States. Um, but Dundas, I just, I don't think anybody gets onto Dundas Street in the morning and goes, oh, he's oppressing me. Yeah, no, I don't think very many people do. And, you know, I think part of the debate is the city's got a shortfall with their budget. Yeah. And when you're out there asking for money from the province and the feds, they're going to be asking, well, how are you spending that money? And people are going to weigh in on that. And I think what it tells us is that uh, in terms of where it ranks in our priorities, uh, I think a lot of people have it fairly low if they're asking a lot of these questions. I think for the people who had does who have raised the issue it's going to be very important for them but in terms of impact to daily life of the city and the neighborhood i don't know if it's going to be that significant maybe it's one of those things where you revisit it when the city's finances are in much better shape i don't know but again what is that threshold Apparently, and this is definitely in your wheelhouse as a finance and economics guy, home builders across Canada are canceling and delaying projects because of high interest rates. And I have to think, there's, I don't know of a way to lose money in building housing. So I have to think this is more about, eh, let's wait for a better price. I mean, that's essentially what it comes down to is, you know, their confidence in their ability to make money. Maybe they're thinking, you know what, let's wait. And if everyone else is right and interest rates come down, then our cost of financing these projects is going to be a lot lower. And therefore, our profit upside is going to be higher, even if we wait a little bit more. So, you know, these home builders and business owners in general, they they react to these different variables and they're all about seeking profit long term. So have to find some kind of way to incentivize them because we're already behind where we need to be with with home building. So this temporary dip from an already low level does not spell out good news for home ownership affordability and the spill on of rental affordability. It's really bad news. Preet, thanks a lot. Good to have you this morning. Thank you, John. Preet Banerjee is a personal finance commentator, founder of Money Gaps. So you can find out more on his website, Money Gaps.